12 is in the books. We're one week from the end of the regular season. Uh, I'm pretty flat, not going to lie to you. It's, uh, it's December. It means it's one week closer to next season, which is probably about the, the biggest upside that, uh, that the sensible haircuts are looking to because uh, our season is over. But um, we are, we're a couple of teams further struck in from the Ocho Bowl chances for 2020. Uh, and we're down to, I think, about seven teams competing for the six final spots. Uh, it's it's absolutely showtime now. It's where the business end of the season hits. I am joined, as always, by the commish. Welcome, Andrew, with a big smile on his face as he stares down almost certain playoff performance. Uh, thanks for having me, Manny. You made up for your short intro last week with a double length on this week. Yeah, that's right. Um Yes, well, you know, there's not a lot to say, so I'm good at filling it with thousands and thousands of words. Um, and this week, we're not joined by Chris Keane. Um, for, we should hopefully get this one out pretty quickly, but uh, just for everyone's context, we're recording this on Wednesday night. Uh, obviously, the Steelers-Ravens game still to be played from week 12 has been postponed three times now. I think it was originally a Thursday game, got postponed to Sunday, got postponed to Tuesday, now postponed to Wednesday US time, which means it's played Thursday morning our time. Uh, that game contains Deontay Johnson, the last person left to play in Kenny's game. He needs to score 24 to keep Keeney's season alive. And I have it on good authority that Keeney has uh, just bunkered himself on the couch and is just sending very motivational DMs through uh, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, any any medium he can get anywhere near Deontay just to get him fired up and hopefully getting the job done for him tomorrow morning. Uh, here he's uh, set up a Deontay altar in his uh, uh, <laughs> uh, towel closet. And... Did, he, did, did he come to you and ask for your obviously very special, well-established skills at um, kind of speaking to the fantasy spirits and getting him some help well with the way Fitzy's going I, I may have shot my load of um uh, early on saying that I'm the curse breaker um but no he hasn't reached out to me so you must be confident in the the great man from Pittsburgh oh would you would you if, if whose side would you rather be on? We'll start there. Would you rather be on Keeney's side with Deontay needing twenty four, or would you rather be on Haver's side? Oh, let me bring up what he scored because he's been pretty good the last couple of weeks. So, uh, like, if you just ask me without before I look at the stats, I would say I'd be on Haver's side. But I mean, I think he put up twenty eight thirty last week. So. He's, uh, he's, so he scores this year 9, 23.2, which wouldn't get the job done, 0.9, 0.8, some injuries and stuff in there. Then 29, then a 1.6, then 14, 23.6, 23.1. So interestingly, he scored 23 three times. Obviously, 23 won't get the job done. He's going to have to go his second highest or highest score of the year, but one, two, three, four, four scores in the 20s this year. So he's capable. It just comes down to with that um with that Steelers offense. We've talked about it before. Just one of them or two of them are going to go off. You just don't know who it's going to be on any given week. Yeah, that was the other that we've looked at it. I mean, you've got to be on Havers' side, I think, especially against Baltimore as well. Like, um, you know, a really good defense, but 
yeah, the Steelers are good enough to get it done. I mean, the big story from that is not to bury the lead of when we look at that game, but Keeney forgetting the Houston-Detroit start time and starting swift. Even So if we put Akers or Edmonds in, you know, they need 16 or so, and yeah. it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, that's, um, it's just an absolute rookie error, the early Thanksgiving game start time. Um, or I've seen it before and many times with people doing it on the, the early uh, London games that start a few hours earlier where they wake up to set their lineups and they've missed something. But, uh, yeah, that was just – that was kind of inexplicable. And Keeney, I think even on the podcast last week, actually mentioned the early game. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. Just a real slip by him. Really, really unlike Keeney as well, usually on the ball with that stuff. But may well end his season. Um, all right. Well, look. Let's uh, let's let's not go too far down the rabbit hole on that game. Uh, we've we've obviously got uh, got a chance to come back to that when we do the reviews in a little bit. But um, needless to say, we don't have Keeney with us tonight. He's he's focusing all his energies as he should be on just trying to sneak through and keep his season alive. Uh, we've obviously we talked about the fact that there's a delayed Steelers Baltimore game. As a result, we've not had waivers for the week, so can't talk you through the waiver wire. However. Um, we did have a few, well, all but that game have essentially been resolved for the week, which means we've got a much clearer picture of what our finals um, you know, teams are going to look like. And so uh, we'll be able to talk you through that. Why don't we kick off, though, Kamish, by just going through the games from week 12 uh, so far. Um, maybe let's start with your game um, coming up against Dale the old DJ Chuck. Um, he's He's got a player to play, but it's done because he's got the Baltimore defense and he's down by 50. You put up 154. Is that just you hitting form at the right time, do you think? Or is that just you play Dale and everyone shoots the lights out when they play Dale? Oh, a bit of both, I think. I scored, what, 145 last week or so. So um, definitely sort of coming into form. I mean, it doesn't help. I mean, it does help when you get a 57 from Tyreek. If Keeney was here, I'd be saying the normal. Why would you ever trade him? Um, Remind us what the trade was again. uh, So Todd Gurley and AJ Browns. AJ Browns been pretty good, but I reckon reckon Tyreek may have just outscored both of them for the season in this one game. Nah, AJ Brown scored well, at least since the trade. AJ Brown, let's have a look. So Brown scored twenty this week. He's gone. He has been good. He's gone twenty. He's working backwards. 20, 16, 3, 20, 12, 27, 22, 21. I reckon. When did you trade? It was probably about week five, week six. Yeah, I think it was before week six because then I got the game against Buffalo where Tariq scored like five point five. Gotcha. So he, he, he'd just come back off the... So he'd missed the game, just come back, scored 21, and then you traded him. This is AJ Brown, I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah, because I didn't start AJ in that game. He scored 21. Right, gotcha. Um, but then Keeney was also a bit unlucky. Like, he did that trade because he really needed running backs. And then um, it was kind of after that was when Swift and stuff then came back on where, you know, if he'd waited a week or two, he probably doesn't do the trade because he doesn't need a running back in Gurley. Yeah. I mean, Gurley's been okay. So if, if you traded pre-week six, he scored 9.7, 22 in week seven, 10 in week eight, 13 in week nine, and then he had a bye. Week 11 scored three, and week 12 he didn't play. 
um, it's serviceable. It's like a fine. It's not. It's not a Tyree Kill type trade, but like I guess he's a guy you could start every week this year and you'd be fine. Um, okay, so look, yeah, I mean, it, it pretty much gets you in. What, is, is there any Sanders? Are you worried about Philly? Sanders in that offense? Yeah, I think. Yeah, but I mean, I don't really have anyone else I can like. If Mixon comes back, like I'll probably have like. I mean, it probably depends what happens this week because Mixon can't come off IR this week. But like first week of the playoffs, barring that I make barring a capitulation, um, if they were both there, I'd probably play Mixon just because, like, yeah, you can get these like sixes from Sanders, but. Peterson's apparently going to give up play calling. So hopefully whoever starts calling the plays this week is realizes that he's their best player and just starts giving him the ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully. And and the other one, the other big one from your team was old Kendall Hilton. Sorry, Kendall Hinton. Um, now this one, this story all unfolded after we recorded the podcast last week. So for anyone who lives under a rock and just lives week to week from podcast to podcast, you won't know that, uh, the entire Broncos quarterback room got ruled out with COVID. Uh, not, I don't think they've all actually got COVID, but basically someone had COVID was in the room and none of them were wearing a mask. So under the league's restrictions, they all had to sit out and, and go through the mandatory quarantine. Um, Kendall Hinton was a wide receiver on the practice squad who played quarterback for a few years back in college. It was at Wake Forest uh, first three years. Yeah, but no, he didn't play for three years. He only, he started, he was a quarterback in high school and he was like a pretty high recruit. Then he played, some, I think for his first year there and then he got converted to wide receiver in college. Yeah, so I, I think I thought he played the first three years as quarterback. I don't know if he was actually the starting quarterback, but I think he was three years as a quarterback and then his last year he converted to wide receiver and that's what he got drafted off. Uh, he may have like been injured or something. I mean, he may not have like started or something. He might have just. Been I think he didn't start. I think he only played a few games. So I saw his stats for college; they weren't great. Um, so anyway, so you you just snaffled him up, which is actually uh, one I was thinking. I don't. I reckon our league has got professional enough now that we need to get rid of. Like, I think we need to have daily waivers after the waivers on a Wednesday. Yeah, because there's probably- a few that year. There are there are just a race. There's like. Everyone going for the same person, whoever happens to get him first. Woods, you got um, Ahmed the same way a couple of weeks ago where, you know. Every, and I think as well, it does definitely, like, the people that you would put as the good or the ones that you expect to be good at fantasy are probably the ones, like, Fitzy can't look at the computer during his job or whatever, whereas, yeah. you know, some of us get to see, you know, I get a notification, you know, someone got injured, I'm going straight on fantasy and, Trying yeah. to go right up the backup, whereas you know, well, it's not the whole reason Fitzy's average is four point four. It <laughs> definitely doesn't help. So no, I mean, no. that's something. And also, um, I'll probably put it on the survey, which I still haven't organised yet, on that you can't cut players that have played that are on your bench. So then it stops everyone sort of trying to pick up the backups for the. Yeah, you know, if you want to do just that, then you have to. Yeah. yeah, you can't see, okay, cool, this player played crap this week. I'll cut him and then I'll pick up the I'll back up of the game. Yeah, that's right. I agreed. Um, yeah, there's. I think, like, there's a bit of – in the past, I don't think it's been an issue, but I feel like this year I've noticed everyone's just got very good and yeah. all those loopholes are being exploited. And so, you know, it's fair enough to – you've got to play within the rules and I think that's all fine. But 
Um, we can probably make it a little, there's a few things. That was one that jumped out at me. But anyway, having said that, you swooped in and you picked him up and you started him. And I'll read you his stats. Rushing, attempts two, seven yards. Passing, attempts nine, one completion for 13 yards and two interceptions for a grand total of minus 2.78. Um, it's not going to make any difference because you still put up 154, but probably not what you were looking for from Denver. Um, oh, certainly not. But I think that the quote from the guy on Reddit I posted on the WhatsApp group sums it up. Like, if you get the chance to play a practice squad wide receiver um, who's been playing quarterback, who hasn't played it since college, like... In a wide receiver position. Get I agree. Game? I agree. Like I, did it, I did it in a couple of other leagues as well. And, and like, ironically, it's completely cost me the game in one league. I lost by 0.4 and it's made me miss the playoffs. <laughs> um, the other league, I, I won easily, so it didn't make a difference. I was a bit similar to you. But, like, if he'd but, put up 20 points and that had been the difference, it would have been the greatest moment of fantasy of my career. Better than winning the championship. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't blame you. Um, actually, sorry, this is, uh, this is a completely pointless thing to check because it's not even the league we're in but i'm just wondering now did i actually did it cost me the win yeah it did yeah there you go anyway um all right so i think that's kind of that's your team i mean you'll we'll come back to what it means for playoff implications perhaps in a minute but pretty much gets you in um dale season's done four and seven about to become four and eight just yeah, I mean, when you lose by 50, there's no one thing, but just doesn't have enough. I, I kind of said this last week. He's got some amazing players who can put up like 40, but if they don't, he's not good because he's still starting guys like Giovanni Bernard, um, Dalton Schiltz. He threw most of it in on his return this week, but prior to that, he had to have a DJ Chark or a Landry or someone starting. It's not his year. Yeah. Just, I mean, yeah, it's one of those, I think, high points. For, I wonder if a stat that we could maybe look or Havis could look at if he, well, he's got a job now, so he's not as, he might not have the time anymore. But, um, <laughs> like, if you look at coefficient of, like, when they win, how much they win by, and they're all, like, how big their score is um, against when they lose. Because it could very much, while uh, he has definitely been unlucky with the points against, um, it could also be that when he wins, he wins big, but then he's not um, yeah. on those losses. They're not consistent. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to sort of say the points against, but when you're losing by 50, you could have had 110 against him and he still would have lost this week kind of thing. So anyway, um, it's, a, it's a pretty just sort of mediocre end to a pretty frustrating year for him. Um, jump into our next game, uh, your housemate, Ben, just took the toilet bowl away from us all. We needed Ben to lose and Fitzy to uh, – Fitzy's result wasn't going to matter because they were close on points four. But um, but Ben just come out and put up what will end up being a score plus 150. He's still got uh, Gus the bus Edwards to play against Camo, the uh, the man who's definitely locked into the three seed now, 113 from Camo. Yeah, it was um, – it did, like even Ben, he wasn't – he didn't care about the toilet bowl. It was just everyone else. And then just to, to spit in our faces, he just comes in, <laughs> dominates Camo. But, I mean, I called it last week, the turnaround from Ben. 
Um, you were lost by 70 last week, and now he's going to win yeah. by... You did call it. Um, I don't think I tipped him, but I called it as a possibility. But, I mean, that could be the biggest turnaround in uh, Ocho Bowl history. Yeah, it was a Nintendo. Yeah, it's close. It, it could be a hundred point. Like if Gus yeah. put Gus only has to put up fifteen, and it's a hundred point turnaround. That's huge. Um, the, the interesting, the big, the big news out of Ben's one was, um, which obviously makes no difference to him because his season's done. But Will Fuller Thanksgiving a whopping thirty-five, and then gets done for performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> He's out for the rest of the year, six week suspension. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, he did what he needed for Ben. Um, so. Any chance Ben Ben kind of supplied him just to sort of get himself over <laughs> the line? Too? Ben's not giving away drugs for free. Though <laughs> um, so I did on this one, just Camo, even though he lost, just the master stroke plays the Falcons' defense. I don't look. I think seven points was there. They got seven points when they played Minnesota. And then six and a couple of fives, but there's a lot of zeros and some negatives in there. He's put him in over the charges D that he had last week. There was plenty of other teams. Like they would have been, if you use the Woodsy Fantasy Pros rankings, they would have had to have been in the top five or bottom five of rankings. Just slots them in and gets a cheeky 28 from them. Like it's one of the best, either the most misguided that's worked out luckily or the best coaching moves. Of the year, I agree. Five sacks, one interception, four forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries, one defensive touchdown. Yeah, absurd. Because yeah. Las Vegas played well the week before as well. I believe they they played KC and they nearly won. So it's yeah, like they've been playing well, and he's just gone. No, I'm just going to. Or was it just um, overconfidence after he just took care of Ben last week? He's like, I can put the Falcons D in. And just not have to worry. Yeah, I, absolutely. Um, for Camo, is there alarm bells or it just sort of, you know, what, what he does at this point doesn't matter because he's just cruising, getting himself ready for finals? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think he knew this is a possibility. Like you have three players, including your starting quarterback and probably your best non-quarterback player from the same team. If they don't play that well, you know, you're, in a bit of trouble. So, um, yeah, I think, I mean, we're called it as well. If the other, you know, that, I mean, he's still scored 113, which isn't an awful score. Just, but I guess in the playoffs, you probably need your 130s, your 140s to get consistent wins. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I think, I don't know, just the, the Chargers, you know, they lose again. They could so easily just start benching guys. Just feels feels very very shaky for mine. But anyway, we will we shall see what happens. Um, Josh Jacobs, did he get hurt during the weekend? Yeah, but he's they reckon he's going to play this week. Okay, no, that's. I mean, he's got he's got a week where nothing matters, so he's yeah. got a bit of time to get it right. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Next one, um, Jared. Just the man that everyone said, "Oh, he's everything is against him to get there," but he'll probably get there because his team's like good. Looks like he will get there. Um, he's going to get the job done against Fitzy by. Jeez, what's that? 
74 points. Fitzy just just avoided a Nintendo, scored a 66. Um, Jared put up 139, and Jared did it, which was quite impressive, with Derek Carr as quarterback. We just talked about what the Falcons did to uh, the Raiders. 0.6 from his quarterback. Did, didn't hurt that he had Gibson put up 36 on uh, on Thanksgiving. And Young Wei Koo, just showing why he's the best kicker in the world, 21. Yeah, it's pretty impressive performance from Jared. Um, uh, equally offset by uh, Fitzy's poor coaching. Like, when, as much as, you know, I was in for the story and playing Hinton, maybe don't start your wide receivers when there's a practice squad wide receiver playing quarterback for that yeah. team. I agree. I mean, I'll I'll touch on that a minute when we get to our, get to my game, but you just, it was clear that you did not want anyone from uh, the Broncos starting. Like just, you could just tell there was absolutely, like, so, because I had, um my, my running backs fell apart um, pre going into the week, but, as soon as I heard that, I was desperate to not start Melvin Gordon, but I just didn't really have any way out of it kind of thing. Um, Hunter Renfro, Fitzy brought him in just as a bit of a, a stab at fate, and that didn't 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 do the job for him. Well, he still got fourteen points. Like he outscored Fulgham and Judy by uh, over ten points, so that wasn't the worst. You know, he outscored Diggs as well, so. Nothing wrong with that. No. I, it, interestingly, like it just kind of, I mean, it, it, Jared was never losing this realistically. But when you've got Fitzy has McKissick and Jared has Gibson head to head and, you you know, you'd expect that of recent form they're probably going to be similar. Maybe you give Gibson a nod, but Gibson outscores McKissick by 32. You're like, you kind of know the day's done if you're Fitzy, I reckon. So yeah, that and so Jared, some coaching masterstroke where the two weeks ago he traded the Colts D and um, uh, McKinnon to Fitzy for the Dolphins D, and then uh, McKinnon doesn't even get a start. Colts D minus three, Dolphins fourteen, just playing four D chess there, um, Jared. Yeah, that's right. Fitzy's are sitting there playing tic-tac-toe, not even playing checkers. <laughs> Just getting absolutely destroyed on that one. Um, yeah, look, so, all right, let's go to the next one. Um, this one, this had big implications in a lot of ways, both in terms of the double chance, or no, the double chance, like the week off, and uh, and in terms of shaping that last playoff spot. Reese, who has just... You know, the, the, a bit like Jared, the looming team all year that if he gets his guys on the park, that you just thought he's going to be hard to beat. Uh, he put up 100. Woodsy locks in the week off with 167, um, mostly on the back of Derek Henry with 38, but he did have Montgomery and Robinson, despite the fact that Chicago are terrible, um, both putting up scores of above 25. So can't complain too much there. Um yeah, Woodsy looks all right. Woodsy, he's he's he'd be pretty happy with the way things are happening. And and Reese, um, I mean, yeah, it's he's still obviously well in the hunt, but it's not the season that he uh, he probably thought it was going to be when he assembled that amazing running back lineup early in the year. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, I mean, first look, it's, he, he complains we don't give enough props, so. This is um, Woodsy, your team's looking very good. You're looking very ominous coming into finals. 
Um, even for someone who's only finished seventh, you're still, you know, well placed. So there's your kudos. Um, and uh, um, Reese's to yeah, Reese. I mean, you got a passing touchdown from Cole Beasley, which was the early highlight of the Sunday games. But um, I mean, that trade that he made with me for Chubb for Lockett, I think, hurt him a lot there. Where um, then CMC hasn't come back properly, so he has hasn't had the three running backs that he thought he would have when he traded his fourth one away. And then Lockett has sort of dropped off a bit since then as well. Mm, yeah. It, it's, it's, it's interesting over the year, isn't it? There's no, um, like, it doesn't matter who it is. No one just sustains these big numbers for the whole year. Like they, they have these patches where even that, you know, you talked about Tyreek Hill's 57. Like there was a point in the year where someone thought, well, Keeney thought, oh yeah, I can trade him. Like it's, it's, it, it, there's just no one. No one. Lockett has done it a couple of times. He's gone berserk. Metcalf, you know, Metcalf had a pretty kind of okay performance, and it was only even an okay performance this week for Dale, based on the fact that he got that absolute junk time. Don't know if you saw it. The game's done, and he just throws a basic hail mary to Metcalf just to run up the yeah. score basically, and and you know that's that's Metcalf's that's Metcalf's fall for the game. So, um. And then the last one that is completed uh, was myself coming up against Cam. So um, in the end, Cam's done it pretty easy, 132 to 108. Um, I will say, though, the game was on until – so in the in the the Monday night game, so Tuesday our time, um, he basically – I mean, he was, he was effectively home, but he had the Seahawks defense and he had Dallas got it. And I had a lead of eight points. So he had to, if they had an absolute disaster, um, it, I, I could have got the win. And for a bit of the game, it kind of looked all right. But yeah, got it, got a bit of uh, bit of action later, later in the game. And that kind of did the job easy. Um, this, I mean, I, you'll go through it in a, when we go through, I think I'm a mathematical chance, but I'm done because there's no <laughs> way I'm making up 90 points on anyone in one week. Um, to be honest, it was, it was a very frustrating way to go because even though technically in the game I was in it, I was done. Like I was cooked during the week. Firstly, I have um, uh, I lose. We talked about Melbourne Gordon, but I lost the uh, I lost the entire quarterback room at Denver. So having any player, any offensive player, was no good. But I was okay because I thought oh, I'll probably find you. I can start Connor, and I've got um, I've got Gaskin who's back off IR this week, and they're saying he's going to play. Uh, then Gaskin gets not brought off IR. They make a last-minute decision not to take him, not to start him, and then Connor gets COVID. Um, and then the last thing, my last ditch was, oh, well, it's all right because I've always got – I just bring in Benny Snell every week as my backup for uh, for Connor, which I got, by the way, tonight. No one else tried to claim on the waivers, but due to a glitch in the NFL app, as Andrew and I were discussing late <laughs> Sunday night our time, um, a glitch in the NFL up because he was scheduled to play Thursday, we think, and his game got postponed. They were treating him like he'd already played and he was on the waivers till Wednesday. So um, even though there was no logical reason why I couldn't bring him in, the app wouldn't let me. And we are. Uh, yeah. From we, what I, I think it was because he got dropped. So it was because he got dropped, right? Because the other players from the team were still available to be picked up. But, but that's because they, because he got dropped at waivers the previous Wednesday. 
Yeah, so I think because he wouldn't have cleared waivers for the Thursday game originally, so when they pushed it back, it still was showing that he wouldn't clear waivers, whereas everyone else, because they were still free agents, whereas um, he was on waivers, it yeah stuffed his eligibility up or whatever. Yeah, I mean, the irony is, like, that, that there's a logic to that, but if the game was played Thursday, it wouldn't have mattered because Connor would have been playing. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't have been on the COVID list yet. So anyway, it'll be interesting. I'll be frustrated if he scores 25 tomorrow because that will have cost me the win. But um, yeah, I was kind of done. And the other thing that was Julio pulled out again. So lost a wide receiver as well. Um, and then the other thing, oh, and this is, this is just having a win now. But the thing that I realized straight away when I saw the Denver news was it was just going to stuff up everybody in that game because they were going to be like, and that's what happened. Like Michael Thomas was the other one that hurt me, but anyone that had any player from New Orleans completely missed out on points as well, because they just didn't do anything. They just ran the ball the whole game. It was like both teams agreed to run the clock down. Yeah. It was like the Denver weren't trying late to come back or anything. It was just a, it was a really, if you're New Orleans, like, you know, you're going to win by 30 without like, if you just run like high school team where, you know, you're better, where you just run power constantly. Yeah, well, that's what they did. And they, they didn't even do it with their starting team. Like, they uh, they basically yeah. ran Latavius Murray instead of Kamara. So, if you're – I mean, Havers looks like he'll get the win. But Havers, if he ends up losing to Keeney with Deontay scoring 24, Havers will be so stiff because they just didn't use Kamara. They didn't need to. It was just yeah. that uh, – yeah, they, that game just – it stuffed up a lot of fantasy players. And, yeah, I mean, there's nothing you can really do about it. It's just one of those unlucky things. But – it was uh, it was frustrating, probably more so to come at a week when, you know, it's deciding teams whether you make the playoffs or you don't. Um, so anyway, that's me. My season's done. Um, Cam though moves on. He'll finish in the one seed. You'd say. Um, I, t- I think he can lose next week and drop to two. But either way, he's getting the week off. Probably the big question: Is there any kind of? Uh, is there any concern? We've said it all year. I'm going to say it again because. I feel like it's true. It's, it's true now as it's ever been. But is there a concern in the running back room? Because Davis so, is well. He's he's got Eckler back. Ronald Jones. 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 They're saying they want to give him twenty touches a game now. Yeah. So so Jones slots in and Eckler, and then he just starts receivers for the other positions. Yeah, it's fair. Because yeah. I, I mean, think... Zeke is. I don't know about Zeke. You'd be nervous starting him, I reckon. Yeah, I had a chat to him on Tuesday and we had this exact conversation. And so, I mean, I think he's going with Eckler and Jones. And then, yeah, I mean, I mean, part of it as well, because he's got top two locked up, he's got two weeks to see. It could be Zeke suddenly finds his form again in the next two weeks. And, you know, suddenly you've got three really good wide uh, running backs. Um, I mean, that's, you, you finish in the, you get into the position that he's in and you can get those two weeks where you know, he could start no one next week if he wanted and it doesn't matter to yeah. him. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just on his team as well, I think if he doesn't win the championship this year, he could be looking back at that Tyler Boyd for Terry McLaurin trade that he made and just being like, I mean, it's a bit harsh in that because Burrow got injured, but I mean, Scary Terry's looking very good and if you had him instead of Curtis Samuel in the starting lineup, looking at a very good team as well. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I mean, he's got Debo Samuel who could come in for Curtis Samuel because he's kind of sneaked yeah. to be... I mean, Curtis Samuel's still good. Like, he's been playing well. But, um, 
I mean, I think just McLaren is on a yeah different, another but. level. And and of course, the irony is he made the trade with Jared, who he plays this week, um, but also Jared potentially someone who might see him again in the oh, finals. Yeah. Um, the other thing I will say for completeness, because um, I did talk about what went wrong, and in, in saying what went wrong, I did mention the fact that the Atlanta Las Vegas one stuffed me because Atlanta won by such a surprising amount that they benched all their starters as well. So missed yeah. on the points. But I will admit that I did get two absolute vulture touchdowns from James White. Um, <laughs> he he uh, he wasn't on at first, second or third down. He comes in at fourth down on the goal line and takes two. So that's how you score two touchdowns and score 14.7, um, which is which is pretty absurd. All right. So then the last one and, and the, the one that's still relevant, we touched on it before, but um, year of the Haver, just Sam manages to keep putting up scores around 105 and winning, but it looks like he might do it again. He's on 105.82. Keeney's currently on 81. And as we said earlier, has Deontay to play. So 81.88, he needs 24 or 23.98 to be precise to get the win. Yeah, it should be uh, in 7.40 tomorrow morning. I think most of the Ocho Bowl will be tuned in. Just anyone wants to ask them about work or we, you know, they're in a meeting for the next three hours, I think. Um, but I mean... Yeah, as we mentioned before, that swift decision is just, um, it's so massive. Like, you know, it's if he doesn't win, it's going to be by the amount that Chase Edmonds scored. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, I think that the thing is, um, yeah, scratch the surface, there was a lot in this game because clearly Keeney's just kicked a massive own goal with Swift. Um, but I think also his man Goggles has really let him down. He's, he's lost the kicker battle by five, which is just not what you want. Um, both defences put up pretty scores. Keeney got an absolute free kick, though, I reckon, on the New Orleans-Denver game because Keeney had the New Orleans defence, so he got to just take advantage of the fact that there was a team without a quarterback. But then on the other side, Havers had Kamara that I mentioned before. He also had Noah Fant. Noah Fant got lucky. He was the only person that caught a catch for the entire game from Denver. The one catch he got for 13 yards, that was his 2.3. But so, yeah, I reckon um, – and, and sorry, Haver had Taysen Hill too, which I know he scored 17, but again, they were just – it wasn't like a competitive game where they were trying. I think he probably left some points out there as well because of the game situation. So if Keeney does get the job done, um, it will be – I'm just going to call it through an immense amount of luck, even though, because, because you can't say that Swift was bad luck because that was his own fault. Yeah. Well, I think, and you look at like Grant who again, I've been talked up a bit, but been good this year, but then gets 106 yards where I think 78 was his previous high for the season. So, um, you know, that sort of kept him in it when it looked like he was done for. And then Gronk puts up 16 and, at least gets him within striking distance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, if he'd started Cam Akers, just puts him on 95, he needs 10. It's a very different equation, isn't it? Yeah. And, of course, um, he uh, didn't start T. Higgins this week, and T. Higgins just goes and – well, he's better than DJ Moore anyway. Um, okay, all right. So, I mean, we'll, we'll talk more about one of these teams probably – next week when we preview the finals. But um, I think at this point, 
is just two very nervous guys because they're currently well. Keeney's sort of trying to hang in there, and, and Haver's right on the cusp because he doesn't have a high points for. So if he doesn't win this week, he's he's going to be in a bit of trouble. I think yeah. Yeah. it's going to fully so, come I mean, down to the last game for him. Keeney, one hundred percent, can't make it if he doesn't win this week. So he has to get the win. Yeah, yeah, and but Havers is Havers is good if he wins, but he's right in the mix if he doesn't. Um, so, so if because uh, he, he, he's six and five, but not with a high points four, right? So he's yeah. He's so then yeah, if he, so Havers could if he wins this week, then he can lose next week and still make it if one of Reese or Jared loses. Um, but yeah, if he loses this week, then he has to win next week. Yeah. Um, and then have a couple of like some results go his way a bit as well. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, well, on that note, we're obviously we're pretty close to a completed week twelve. We've we've, we've sort of touched on the fact that we've more or less eliminated. Uh, we have eliminated Dale. We've more or less eliminated me. We maybe are about to eliminate Keeney, depending on what happens tomorrow morning. Do you want to talk us through what the playoff composition potentially looks like and what the different results? Uh, need to happen? Um, well, I, I posted them in the thing. So, I mean, most of them are pretty, like, my one, like, I've probably made it barring, like, so I would need to lose next week and then um, uh, Havers, uh, and then and then Havers has to win this week um, and then Reese, Jared, and Havers all win next week. And Reese outscores me by seventy. So, look, I'm. Think you're in. I've been counting. Yeah, look, I've been counting my chickens for a couple of weeks now, but you know, I'm, I'm, the like the count from Sesame Street at the moment. That's how much I'm counting my chickens. Absolutely. Um, And then, I mean, I think the middle part here is sort of Havers, Jared, uh, Reese. the three of them sort of going for the two. Like Keeney's a shot if he wins this week. Um, and then you're a shot if, you know, you, you um, as Woodsy would say, get kissed on the dick. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's probably no, three. It's probably three into two is where the, um, where we're going from here. So, and I mean, based on, everything you're looking at i mean if i was a betting man i would say reese is probably the one who misses out because Avis probably wins this week and then he's in the box seat to get it he just needs to win or have one of jared or reese lose um and if jared wins next week he's in because his points four is so good so uh, reese is the one who needs the most things to go right to get in yeah well it's um yeah uh, it's it's probably we talked about last week the um, the potential outcomes that could lead to a really really exciting final week. It's probably gone about as badly as it could have to get us a really exciting final week because I think we'll get to it in a second. But basically, none of those teams in the mix are playing each other either. So it would have been nice if there was at least one of those games where it's you know kind of winner takes all. But um, unfortunately. The ones you didn't mention, the one and two seed are locked in and they're playing different people. So it's really just a points four situation there. Um, the toilet bowl is flushed down the toilet because Ben's now unassailably ahead of Fitzy. So Fitzy can lock in another last place wooden spoon um, and will definitely be dragging down that average of 4.4 because he goes into last week with only 
two wins for the year. Um, and then, as you said, all those middle people, they're just playing those top and bottom people. So there's no real. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think for interest, the, if you're a unbiased onlooker, you'd want Keeney to win tomorrow because then we get Keeney v. Reese, and it also brings Havers back in with everyone. Um, yep. So it was a neutral. I think that's probably the, the one you want. Come on, Deontay. Um, although having said that, as the, and given I, you know, I've if we go back to the preseason predictions, year of the Haver, I, I've obviously got the. I need that to sort of work out for me. My main prediction was Jared for, to take it all out, so I kind of need him to get in. And my other prediction was Woodsy. Um, and interestingly enough, I did go back during the week and had a look at our full predictions because we each predicted two teams, and then we picked one of them as our finalist. Um, as our grand finalist, a winner, I should say. You and Keeney both picked Cam and Camo and picked Camo as your ultimate winner, which is looking pretty good. You've both nailed two of the top three. Um, and then and I had Jared and Woodsy, who are, both look like they're going to make it as well. So yeah. preseason predictions have been pretty good. And then our kind of secondary predictions where I went year of the Havers looking still in the mix. Um, year of the Fitzy from you is probably not panned out the way that you would have liked it to. But um, well, we, we can't have everything. Yeah. I mean, look, we got the maybe the greatest win in Ocho Bowl history from Fitzy. So, look, if you're averaging 4.4, getting one amazing win is probably as good as you can get for the season. It'll, it'll carry through till 2025. <laughs> um all right, let's let's preview this week's games then. Um, other than other than kind of just get on Deontay for tomorrow, there's there's not a lot to say. There's so many balls still up in the air. Um, you and I play each other. Would have been a really good showdown if if there was a bit of meaning to it. If you'd lost this week and I'd won, suddenly it becomes very exciting. But it, it, as it turns out, it's it's really a bit pointless. Um, I'll still be doing my absolute best to knock you off just for just for spite and you know. Now, now that we measure the overall lifetime records as well, every win counts. So I'll be fielding my best side. Um, looks like I might get a bit lucky because Connor might come back in with their game being delayed further, might push their next game back further and the 10 days might be up. So we'll see how that plays out. Surely I get Gaskin back this week. So, you know, we shall see. Um, are you feeling confident going into this one? Just a finalist defeating a non-finalist. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a, like I mean, you've got players like Ridley, um, Thomas, Mahomes. I mean, I know how much Mahomes can score in one game to cost you a, a week when you're playing against him. So I'm never confident like when you play players who have those players who can put up 35, 40 because it's just one of those games and it, it's so hard to come back from. Um, and then Evans on bye probably doesn't help. I'm probably going to have to start a, um, the way Henderson's playing at the moment. I'll either start Pittman or I'll start a waiver wire wide receiver at the moment. Mm. Not that confident, but so like, and when I was looking at this game coming forward, I was like, I'll have Lamar and I'll have Andrews against Dallas, who like that should be a good stack. And then I think Lamar might be back, but even then, not 100% I'm going to play him because who knows how he'll be coming back off COVID. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it's, although you, you'll have to stream another quarterback, right? Because 
you would assume I think, he might. I don't know. If he plays, I'll probably play him like because I've probably made it anyway. So just take the guaranteed points with Fitzpatrick and then I can see how Lamar goes. And um, yeah. um, if he looks fine, then I can put him back in my team for playoffs. But uh, yeah. Andrews is a bit of a worry because Andrews has diabetes. So um, he's more likely to be strongly affected by COVID. So even if he does come back, he might not be 100%. Mm. It's, I, I think it's a, it's a luxury, a good one to go into the last round and pretty much not have to worry about the result because you can kind of, you can start some of those guys and not have to stress too much, don't have to overthink it. And you're just yeah. more worried about getting your lineup right for the week after. Um, the next one, again, could have been a really interesting game, but it won't mean anything now. Um, Woodsy, who's just playing for the first or second seed, depending on Cam's result, but he'll come up against Camo, who's locked into the third seed. All right, uh, I can I can knock Camo down to fourth. Oh, can you? Oh, so if you win and he loses, oh yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I think I should be ahead on points. So yeah, if I win and he loses, and then like I score more than him, then I, I think I take third from him. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you're behind him by twenty on points, but you'll go past him this week with your result. So that's yeah. still a yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't think it matters. That much because you know it's too hard in that sort of middle to work out who you're playing, so you can't really try and set it up to get the opponent you want anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, we sort of touched on both of these teams before, but no, look, the only real news for this week Woodsy loses Joey Sly, the kicker, probably not a big deal. Um, it was interesting that he obviously dropped Harrison Butker, which means he's now got rid of his. Number one, his uh, tight end kicker stack, which had been so successful for him throughout the year. Secondly, his defense and kicker that he went so hard to get so early. Um, and then Dale swooped in and picked up Harrison Butker, which now means he will not be on a playoff team. He'll just be dwindling down in the uh, the consolation bracket. Yeah. I mean, I think the Woodsy's logic in cutting him was like, he just doesn't kick enough field goals. Like, I guess like Woodsy's team's pretty good too. You could probably just go in and try and bank the six points, but I mean Woodsy's not a man of half measures. He's a put the pedal uh, to the metal kind of man. There was a there was yeah a fantasy pros article or something told him to do that for sure. <laughs> um, um, or just on uh, Fuller, uh, probably knocking Camo's chance of a buy um, last week, but then. It probably helps him out in the because he's got Cooks. Cooks becomes yeah. a wide receiver and just sort of bumps up his stock a little bit as well. I mean, pra- practically, yeah, I guess Camo was playing for the buy had he, yeah, had he won this week. But yeah, yeah, I, I guess you're right. You know, it's yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I mean, who knows what Camo's thinking this year? Um, the next one, Larry's dump truck, Cam comes up against Jared. Now, Jared will. A win will definitely get him in. He can probably get him with a loss as well. Is that right? Yeah. So if he loses, um, then so and then Deontay scores twenty four or more, then um, he pretty much gets in because then he needs. Oh, so then he needs Havers Havers to lose and you not to outscore him. Um, and then if Deontay does score 24 or more, then he just needs Reese to lose and you not to outscore him. If, and right. that's if he loses next week. But if gotcha. he wins, he's just straight in. So yeah, he's in control yeah. of his own destiny. 
It's where you want to be. Um, the, the probably the biggest thing here is Cam. Again, one or two seed probably doesn't make a big deal of difference, but he loses. He probably would have lost Mike Davis anyway to McCaffrey coming back, but he loses Curtis Samuel. But he's got a bit of depth as we talked about in both those positions. Although he does have Ronald Jones on bye. So he probably is, it's lucky for him this game means nothing because it's a really bad week for his running backs. Yeah, so he's probably starting. I, I mean, who would have thought at the start of the season where we're like, I guess he has to start Zeke. Like it's, yeah. It shows how and little we actually Z- know. Zeke, Zeke and Eckler sounds like a pretty good starting running back combo, but when you factor in one of them's a week back from injury and the other one's in a team that, you know, yeah, potentially could um, have Fitzy and Ben playing on them. <laughs> Um, but then, and then he's got Samuel on the buy as well. So, he, I mean, he's got Boyd. No, or... no, Samuel's back. Samuel's this week's buy. Curtis Samuel. Oh, Maybe. sorry, Curtis Samuel. Sorry, I thought you said Debo. Yep. Um, yeah, so he probably brings in Debo after Debo looked pretty good uh, this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Then this one, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of try to use the appropriate tone. Would have been... The, uh, the ultimate of the toilet bowls now won't be. Um, Fitzy just, I don't know what he's trying to do now, get to three wins for the year just to sort of bump his average up a little bit for some of these shocking seasons he's had. But um, And Ben just trying to finish with a flurry. He'll go try and move himself to five and eight, which is respectable considering how bad he was at one point in this year because um, he was a, he was the last team without a win, right? It was 0-5, 0-6. Uh, no, I think Fitzy was the last time without a win, wasn't he? I well, give us your review on the game or your preview, and I'll go through and check. Um, so yeah, just I mean, Fitzy, he's got Renfro v the Jets, so he's he's probably got to keep the the great man in his lineup this week. Um, and then Ben's wide receiver trouble is probably um, he's got Fuller obviously um, in the clink, and then Anderson <laughs> on by. Um, so. Like he's what starting Hollywood and Crowder probably. He could, he still got Lazard came back a week ago. He still got him on his reserve bench, which shows how much <laughs> he doesn't touch his line. <laughs> does not touch the roster. Oh dear. Um, um, yeah, it's not 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 a, not a good place to be in. Um, where does where does Fitzy take it to from here? Like, what does he take out of this year? Do you reckon? Oh, see the like. A lot of it is just a bit of bad luck. I think, like, when you look at the trades he's made, I think he made some pretty decent trades. So I think he's got to try and keep that trade attitude. But then maybe, I mean, I don't look, I don't think next year Fitzy's trading up for two first rounders. I think he might stay yeah. forward or even trade back. Um, but it's yeah, proven disastrous for both of us, that trade. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, I, I can't remember sort of all your draft picks, but um, well, I, I got I got Julio. I got like Julio's not worked out because he's been injured after year, and he's constantly got injured in games, so he keeps giving me those scores. Um, and then my other guys are fine, but I missed out on a. I, you never know, but I guess at the end of the day, it shaped my entire draft order, and I'll have other than that one season where I just didn't win a game pretty much. I um, I think I won one or two games. I think it'll be my worst finish. So it's um, whatever I've done hasn't worked out. Yeah. I mean, looking at 
So of the people who tried up to get two first rounders, so Dale, who's been a unlucky, obviously, uh, but he had so what Barkley and Cook, and then Barkley got a knee injury. Um, Cam Elliott and Hopkins. Um, so Hopkins has been great. He's proved me wrong. He said he reached for him at pick ten, um, mm. and Zeke. Then it was good at the start of the year, but then. Obviously, we just talk about how he's has to start in, which is a bad thing. And then yeah. um, Henry and Thomas. Um, so, I mean, part of it is, you know, if you look at Fitzy, if he'd held on to Henry and then just made that Thomas trade, he probably ends up, he's probably in playoff contention at the moment. But then because he, you know, the, the logic behind trading Thomas quickly was also the same logic where he traded Henry quickly. So, I mean, you can't really fault him for using the same logic on both of them. But, um, yeah, it's sort of, it hasn't really paid off that much for anyone who traded up into to get two first-rounders. No, it doesn't appear so. Um, and, and also, just to clarify, uh, so Fitzy won his first game in week five, the old one-point win against Keeney. Ben won his first game in week six. So, yeah, Ben was the last team to win a game this year. Um just out of interest, when we we skip the first one, we should go back to that. But who are you tipping out of uh, Jared and Woodsy? Sorry, who I'm in the completely wrong week now. Who are you tipping out of? Um, I should say. Well, let's start with Ben and uh, Ben and Fitzy. Um, look, I've tipped him. I think every game, and I'm going to stick with it. I'm tipping Fitzy. I'm going to tip Ben in that one, and then um, uh, Woodsy and Camo. Uh, you got to go Woodsy. Yeah, I think I will do so too. And then, I uh, know, uh, no, you know what? I'm going. Yeah, I'll go with you. Um, and then, <laughs> and then Cam and Jared. Uh, I'm gonna go Cam. I just think that, uh, yeah, it's it's it would be very apt for Jared's season to come down to the last game and him lose and then have to rely on other results. Yeah, it's true. Um, our next game, Haver and Dale. Um, yeah, Haver's, like you said, I mean, he well, it kind of depends on what happens tomorrow, but let, let's assume that he needs to win to get in. So we'll go for the most interesting potential situation. <clears throat> so he starts his best lineup. Um, I mean, he'll be starting his best lineup because he'll want points, right? Like, I think. It's going to determine that jostling for positions. Yeah. Potentially. Even if he wins tomorrow, he can still miss out if he loses this game. Like if he right. loses and then Jared and Reese um, both win, um, then unless he loses but still outscores Reese, who wins by 33, then he'd miss out. So definitely a must win for Havens either way. Gotcha. Um, Dale looks like his team's. Pretty solid. He doesn't have any injury concerns or anything going into that last week. Um, probably just Giovanni. If um, if Mixon comes back, he'll be having to slot. Yeah, he's got a bit uh, I don't of a problem think there. Can come back till next week. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. And I mean, he's got most it, so he can play around with his flex if he needs to. So he'd start cooking most of the running backs if he needed. Um, what do you think of Haver's team? It doesn't. He's got a couple of superstars, but it doesn't jump out at me in general. There's a few holes from my perspective. Yeah, it's def- It's one of those teams that isn't performing at the moment, but 
it's also you could look at his team and go like at the end of the year and be okay cool Kamara got hot Jones got hot Cooper got hot and he just stormed through everyone in the playoffs because all those guys scored 30 every week so like as much as yeah he I think he scored like under 110 the last three or four weeks but I mean, his team could go off at any week if those guys start hitting form, and they're all good enough too. Um, but then I was yeah. looking at Jones when we're looking at his thing. So after the buy-in, they had week five. He hasn't scored more than twenty points any week. Like he missed two weeks with injury, but then he's mm-hmm. um, 13, 12, 14, 17, 10. Like, I mean, you've got to play him because of how good he is and in that offense and things like that. But you know, he's not putting up the 40 that he was. No. I mean, it's very much been a, um, an Aaron Rodgers year. And apart from that 45 that he had week two, he's not had an amazing game. He's just been solid the whole year. Um, yeah. But he does have an amazing run through the playoffs. He gets Detroit, who's ranked 32 against the run, Carolina ranked 27, and Tennessee ranked 26. Yeah. So it's, yeah, you know. You'd, and, and, like, the problem is, as you say, he's while he's not been amazing, he's never scored less than 10. Yeah. So he's not like those guys that like Zeke put up two or whatever it was on the weekend that can really stuff you up. Um, who's your tip in this one? Uh, I'm going to go Havers. Like, he's, he's probably going to get played back into form by playing Dale. <laughs> um, although, really uh, before you make your tip, if you were Havers, would you play both Kamara and Murray and just take the guaranteed probably 30 points between them? Or would you go for the higher score and try and play the only play Kamara and then play someone else. Um, if I was, do, so if I was trying to, so if, was in, if I was in Haver's position and I'm trying to make up points and um, win game, I'd probably know I wouldn't do it. However, if I was like Jared, for example, where you the thing you need to avoid is me outscoring him by 90 or something, yeah. then I probably would. I'd just make some safe moves like that to see if, you know, I mean, you, you never know because you can have you can start them both, and New Orleans can put up a goose egg and like yeah. very unlikely to happen against Atlanta. But um, you, you know, there's no perfect play in these situations. But unless you kind of start, you know, the two defenses against each other or something. But um, yeah, nah. um, I think I'm going to tip Dale. I've got a feeling he and I will both have massive week 13s now that we're out of contention. <laughs> just it is like a we're... classic fantasy football thing to happen. Just the, the classic uh, was well, two years in a row that Ben scored the highest score in the league as soon as the uh, as soon as the playoffs started and he wasn't uh, <laughs> able to get the 50 bucks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, the last game and probably the most interesting and relevant one if Deontay can put up 24 tomorrow morning, will be Keeney against Reese. So Keeney's team just looks like an absolute, like it, it just, it, it's falling apart. So next week he's got Bridgewater on by. He's got Swift who just missed the game, who obviously started as inactive. This is just the lineup as it's currently set. He's got um, DJ Moore who's on by. He's got Gronkowski on by. Um, Dobbins has got COVID on his bench. He's got Gurley who didn't play this week. He's got AJ Brown on by. 
It's just and he's still got Kittle on IR, who I think te- he would uh, be eligible to come off. Oh, Antonio Brown's on by, not AJ Brown. Sorry, Antonio Brown, I should say. Yeah, Antonio Brown. Um, geez, I'll tell you what, if he's playing for his season, he deserves it if he can manage to get in given that situation. And he's got Deontay Johnson, who like Pittsburgh is all over the place at the moment as well with their schedule. Who knows what ends up happening there? Um, you'd be looking at goggles to carry him through. And New Orleans doesn't have a great matchup against Atlanta, although Atlanta can be turnover at times. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's It makes for a... I reckon Reese might not have looked ahead, but I reckon he'd hear that and he'd be filled with a little bit of comfort. Yeah, I mean, especially when you look at some of Reese's matchups as well, like Robinson against um, uh, Minnesota, um, Woods against Arizona, Bucket against the Giants. Like, if he's going to put up another big game, it's probably going to be there. So, um, you know, he's got some better, uh, some good matchups as well. So, I mean, I'll be tipping Reese on this one. Yeah, I think I, I'm going to have to as well. He's got a Newton gets to play the Chargers. So, you know that number one, he'll play in a winning team. And number two, he'll score plenty of points in the fourth quarter. So that should uh, should play him back into a bit of form because he's quarterback's a big problem for Reese. If he gets in, he's just not been able to... Like, Newton was good early, but it's nothing's worked since and he hasn't been able to sort that position out. Yeah, he's just stuck with him. He's just uh, old reliable on Reese's team. Just old man Cam. <laughs> yeah, well, it uh, it will remain to be seen how well that works out. But I, I reckon he would have been. Maybe he's just a very calm operator. But I think that if I, if if I had Cam Newton as my quarterback, put it this way, I would have been very nervous and been trying to figure out situations and ways of changing him through the year because he just looks at, like he's done through the ball. He's you're just relying on him to rush a couple of touchdowns, and if he doesn't, you're in a lot of trouble. Um, all right. Well, that, that's our games. Um, we've we've done well. Clearly, Keeney's the one that just sucks up the clock because <laughs> we've made pretty good time tonight. Um, how do you? We obviously we've got a we've got a few exciting plans for how we roll out over the playoffs, which we'll we'll start to unearth once we get past week thirteen next week. But Kamish, how are you feeling going into week thirteen and and likely the playoffs beyond? Um, yeah, pretty good. Hopefully people stop getting COVID and we can get some consistency in our games. Um, I think I'll, I'll debut this here as well. I think, so we talked about having a system for if there's COVID games during the playoffs. So I think probably the best system is I'm just going to go with the dream team style. So if you've got the play once you say Saturday or Sunday night, once you've got your um, lineup set, just um, everyone picks like a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, tight end, and a kicker um, that's on their bench that they is their emergency. And then if one of your players misses because of COVID, then I can just put them in for you. I think it's probably the way to go. If you um, so so, does that mean? Do you think people would they go out and get every position? But it's up to them. If, I think it would depend on the risk of. Your players, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, right. you, you, I guess you, you can cover unlike... two positions in one go with a flex, yeah, and then and then you can, um, yeah, yeah, that's probably not so bad. 
Um, oh, well, yeah. So, so what's the plan there? Does that go to a vote, or is that just is that just a? I think that's. I think everyone's seen dictorium from the from the commission. Just here's how it's going to be. If anyone has any issues, they can take it out with me. But <laughs> just post a letter. <laughs> Send it to uh, Ocho Bowl Fantasy <laughs> at gmail.com and we'll uh, we'll gladly file it. I'll get a um, note under my door, like earlier in the podcast. <laughs> what was that? Didn't uh, Dale put a note under your door for the podcast? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant you had one tonight. Yeah, that was well. We don't. We never know officially that it was Dale. Just <laughs> it was written on the back of a written on the back of a water bill addressed to Dale. But <laughs> we never know for certain. Uh, cool. Anyway, all right. Well, uh, thanks for thanks for joining us tonight, Kimish. Our um our best wishes go out to Keeney and Havers. Keeney, who clearly doing far more important things than chatting to us tonight, and Havers, who's who's no doubt just sitting at home getting very nervous about what tomorrow morning will bring. Yeah, uh, always good uh, Good to have a chat. Uh, yeah, good luck, everyone, for the last week if you're not making a final. Ruby, 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 Ruby.